Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Today is episode 83, and we have a special guest who is especially special. I'm not picking favorites, it's just that she was the first one on the show as a guest, and she is making a comeback. So today we're going to be talking with Kristen Carden on Burnout and Ministry, and before we get started, I just want to say I hope you're enjoying the guest episodes. We've had a wide range of topics, and it's been very interesting, very fun to discuss with them. It gives me a little bit of time to sit back and kind of uh, evaluate and plan, and um, I know... We're not getting through the theology series as much as everyone would like, uh, but we're going to truck along and we have a couple more guests and then we'll see what happens after that because I really just don't know anymore. So like I said, we have Kristen Carden on today and she was our first guest on episode 44 and she's back. So with that, Kristen, would you introduce, oh, since you already introduced yourself, would you tell us what's new and how things are going and all that jazz? Sure. Thanks for having me back, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Since we last talked, um, new house, new job. Um, been married a year now. I'm trying to think of what else. I feel like a lot of changes. I want to say, oh, nothing's new, but a lot's new and it's been fun. Yeah, it has been fun. So if, for people who don't know, Kristen actually became my neighbor. Uh, so that was one <laughs> yeah. of the, the new developments there. Um, so... I guess we could just go ahead and jump right into it. But uh, before going into the topic, how would you define burnout? Oh, burnout. So I was talking to my husband about this the other day, and he said someone described burnout to him as um, the process that starts when you are pouring out more than you are um, receiving from something. And that doesn't mean, you know, what you're getting out of it from other people. It could be an internal feeling that it generates. Um, or something like that, but it basically just when the scale tips and you're pouring out more than you are replenishing, I guess. Oh, that, that's, that's a good way to put it. I never thought of that before. I liked that, right? It was, I hadn't heard it like that before either, but it, it really resonated with me as somebody that kind of is coming out of a season of burnout. I was like, Ooh, yes, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. It makes sense. Yeah. Where you're just running on empty and you don't have really much left. Yep. So, um, burnout seems to be an epidemic, or you can even say that it is an epidemic for people oh, yeah. who are in ministry. Uh, why would you say that is then? Gosh, so I think it stems from a couple things. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and part of it, I think, is just as followers of God, we we see what has been done for us, right? And our only natural response is to want to give as much as possible, serve as much as possible. Um, we feel like we can never repay what he did, and we can't. Um, but I think we still try, which is, um, almost comical. So, um, I think there's this idea that we just want to give as much as possible and we don't know where the healthy boundaries are. I think we're taught to serve more than we're taught to create boundaries. Right. Um, so I think that's part of it. And then specifically in ministry, just having come from a place where I served in ministry for a long time and then was in a bit of a leadership role. Um, there's pressure on leadership and ministry to get a lot done to produce certain things. And, um, I think it's difficult for leaders to figure out where to, where that line is. Um, 
And to be honest, I just, I think it gets crossed a lot. I think it's a hard, a hard line. And, um, so I think it stems from both sides, to be honest. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, that, that's a fair point. And the idea that, you know, you feel kind of obligated to, um, press on even whenever you don't really f- feel like you want to. Um, mm-hmm. and there's not that big emphasis on rest or, um, how to, so yeah, I, I can, I can totally see that. And w- with me, it's the same way, except, um, it's, um, always having to answer questions or always answering emails. And if you feel compelled to do that because of your position, then eventually you will burn out. Right. Well, and I think for some people too, it's the way that serving makes you feel and what it does for you too. So there's that huge piece of wanting to serve because of what God's done for you. And then there's this other part where you feel fulfilled um, because you are, you know, using your gifts, using your spiritual gifts, using your skills and abilities. And, you know, there's a part of you that enjoys it and it just feels nice. And so you just keep going because of that too. There are so many reasons why I hear people push forward when they really should just pause and rest, you know? Yeah. And with that too, uh, sometimes it's, it's kind of like whenever you're in it and you're doing things, you don't really notice that there's a problem. Um, Oh yeah. So, so with that, uh, do you think there are any signs to look for or to look out for whenever it comes to incoming burnout? So many, I wish somebody had just like sat me down and shook me and said, Kristen, like, do you not see the obvious red flags in your life that are all pointing to you being super burnt out? Um, so a couple key things, um, that I took away were, um, one, just pay attention to how much, um, how much energy it's taking you to, to do what we're talking about. Like for you in any type of service role, whether that is, um, we're primarily talking about ministry, right? So like worship team, children's, um, teaching a pastor role. I mean, there are so many, but it always takes energy. I think we should just be paying attention to, um, how we feel after. Are we exhausted? Like what, what is it taking out of us? Because, um, I think there came a point where I should have noticed that like the fact that I needed a nap after every single set, the fact that I like couldn't really function on it and do anything else on a day that I served in ministry should have been really telling, um, because it was exhausting, not only physically, but just emotionally, mentally. Um, so I would just say, watch out for points of exhaustion would be a huge one. I mean, what do you think? Do you see that at all? Yeah. Um, I, I can understand that. And whenever it comes to you, get, yeah, the other day I was stuck in discussions for more than I wanted to. And by the end of it, I was like, yeah, this, this isn't good. This is not where I should be. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's definitely, um, a good thing to consider is like, well, you know, uh, by the, by the end of it, does it feel like I just did the marathon of my life or did I feel like I accomplished what I needed to and I'm solid? Good point. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, um, I think we should really pay attention to, um, I feel like I'm feel like I'm talking a lot about feelings and feelings are so fickle, but I mean, just watch out for apathy in general. Um, I almost think about it as like a romantic relationship. And at the beginning, you're just so excited and um, you'll do anything you can to be there, um, anything you can to be a part of it. And um, and then there comes a point where it's more of a um, servanthood, more of a discipline, right? There's like 
an obedient side to it. And then you can get to a point where you just don't care, where you just like, you don't care to be there. Um, you have no drive, no motivation. Um, and it's not even that you hate it. It's not even that you're frustrated. There's just, there's this feeling of apathy. And I think that's really key to watch out for because, um, it just tells you that something that, that whatever was the driving force, something has happened to that driving force because it's obviously been affected if the way you're feeling is just apathetic and your drive to be there isn't there anymore. Yeah, that, that's actually, that's a fantastic point um, because I, I think we can all understand apathy and um, how it can affect things for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that goes to say, whenever you're going through something like that, just just take a break. Don't make any rash decisions. Like don't cut yourself off completely, but take a break, step back. And then, uh, and then reevaluate the situation before you make any rash decisions. Because there's a couple times where I've been uh, apathetic towards what I do, and I've had to just sit back and say, I, I actually do legitimately enjoy this, but the way I've been doing it lately is not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that uh, resonates with you at all. Yeah, no, I love the way you said I love doing this, but the way I'm doing it isn't enjoyable. And it's not that we're looking to always be enjoying, right? Like that's not the point. Right. But I. Th- But I think it's important to just check yourself and just to have some sort of check and balance system. And I think accountability with friends is really important. Accountability with pastors is really important. Whatever um, leadership you are under, that's huge. Um, But just, yeah, checks along the way are going to keep you sane, I think, and keep you healthy. Yeah. So you touched a little bit. So apathy could be kind of a result of burnout. uh, But what what Mm -hmm. other results could there be from burnout and how can it affect our ministries and families and uh, so on? All that good stuff. Yeah. Um, And it's hard because everybody is different. And so I'm speaking a little bit more than usual from personal experience, this go around. And um, for me, it was just a lot of bitterness, I think came from being burnt out. Um, I think there's a huge tie between being burnt out, exhausted, and then being frustrated and bitter. So um, I know that was big for me and just allowing frustration to kind of stew for a really long time. That's the thing is burnout, I feel like happens over a longer period of time. Rarely is it something where you do it for a month and you're just burnt out, right? Um, And so I think that is a huge, (laughs) that is a huge issue. Um, Bad attitude, Um, shorter tempers, which hugely affects, I mean, I don't know about you, but that hugely affects my marriage, my friendships, my family life. Um, I think attitude is huge just in general. And then that is one of the biggest dominoes I feel like for everything else. Um, I remember talking to my husband about that and he's like, you're, you're just angry. Like you're, what is up with your attitude and just your outlook on things? Um, I think that's another thing that it really affects is just your outlook. Um, I went to serve in another ministry and I just realized that I was seeing everything through a filter of what I had seen in this ministry, this other one that I was frustrated in. And, um, so I think it just shifts your perspective, um, in a negative way, but those are just a couple of the, um, the key points, um, that I feel like can come from being burnt out. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, so my personal, uh, I guess you could say it's, it's similar to frustration. I've noticed that a big thing with me becomes irritability. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so like my temperament in general, how, how easily can I snap at something is usually mm-hmm. a bad or an indicator rather, uh, for me personally. 
And whenever, yeah. you, whenever you have a kid, it makes it real clear, real quick, <laughs> what the problem, or there's a problem somewhere. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm sure she's like, you're in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what is the Bible's view on burnout? Or what does the Bible, does the Bible say anything about it at all? You know what? Um, this was a, this was a really good question. I was looking at that earlier because, I mean, the Bible is the authority on everything, right? So with any any issue that you're having, you want to go and find your answers, right? Um, I feel like, not I feel like. From what I've read, I can't find a lot of specific um, speaking about burnout. Um, what I did find was um, some talk about. Um, what what word am I looking for? I'm pulling this up so I don't get it wrong. Um, delegation. Okay. So it speaks about this a little bit in acts and it, it's just a reminder to, um, to work as a team really, and to work as a body of Christ. I mean, we are a body with many parts meant for doing different jobs. And so I see a lot of that, um, reminding us not to try to take it on all by ourselves. Um, I read the other day too, that a lot of burnout stems from trying to, um, trying to do things alone. And I do think there's merit to that. So, um, the other thing that I was reading is just, doesn't talk about burnout specifically, but it talks about our burdens, um, which I think really, I mean, it goes hand in hand. So it's just this, (laughs) this firm but gentle reminder to always lay your burdens down at the feet of Jesus and say, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. Um, I need help to not only release what I'm doing in general so that I don't keep chasing after something that's burning me out, but just, you know, um, his burden is light. And so, um, I think that's really easy to forget, but it's really important to remember. Yeah. So whenever it came to um, the the first thing that you said about not doing things alone, I think that's that's a great point to raise because sometimes it feels like you are doing things alone and that there's mm-hmm. no one filling in that spot and that if you don't do something, no one else will fill in that role. Um, and go ahead. Can I speak to that just for a second? Yeah, because I will say I did that a lot in ministry and what ended up happening was I just became a Band-Aid for a gap in the ministry that really needed to be seen. And so... If there's anybody listening that thinks you need to be the Band-Aid, I would just really encourage you to ask God, like, am I in the right place? Like, is it good for me to be filling in this gap? Because I found so much freedom and uh, release once I said, hey, this is yours. It was yours all along and it wasn't mine to fill. So, yeah, I think that's just really an important topic to touch on because we do think that. A, we're alone in it, and B, if we're not doing it, that it's all going to fall apart. And you know what? It might fall apart, but maybe it needed to fall apart. I yeah. don't know. I just think that's something that um, we don't talk about a lot. But sometimes God allows things to fall apart because He needs to, re- you know, He needs to rebuild them. Yeah, and I think a lot of people can uh, understand that even from like a work perspective. Wherever you picked up someone else's slack, for and sure. As so long as you do that work, then people won't realize that there's a need for that. And so you, yeah. you kind of have to say, hey, you know, there, there's a problem that needs to be fixed because otherwise they, they can't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. So whenever it comes to um, the the Bible Bible's view of burnout, I always think of the Martha Mary situation. And I've said plenty of times oh, yeah. 
that I tend to be more of a Martha than a Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that goes to with what you're saying about uh, you give your burdens to Jesus and you take his burden and it all um, it, it operates from a place of comfort and peace and you don't have that tension that comes from burnout, I don't think. For sure. That's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up because I was kind of floating around scripture references and I don't think I was very cohesive about it. But you're right. It's the Martha and Mary thing. It's like, it's the motivation behind the serving. It's the heart behind the serving. Um, and I think those two things alone, if gone unchecked, cause a ton of burnout. Yeah. So um, you mentioned having like the checks and balances. I don't know if that's the right terminology here. Uh, the, yeah. The checks and balances or accountability. But uh, do you think there are some more practical steps to avoiding burnout uh, when you're getting close to it? Maybe, maybe um, personally, without say that you don't have accountability, how would you uh, approach that? Yeah, I would say um, just super practical things. Um, watch your energy level. And it's one thing to go through a season of being tired, but I've heard people say it's just a season. I mean, we're like five, six seasons in a row. They're going on years. <laughs> and so I think, and sometimes it is years. I mean, sometimes, but really like watch your energy level, because if you are consistently worn out, consistently exhausted, there's something to that. It's not something to ignore or call it a season or call it ministry. I mean, there's just, there's something to check there for sure. Um, another thing I would say is we all, I feel like aim and strive for spiritual disciplines. Um, I would check where you're at on those. Like for me, if I notice that I'm not reading my Bible as much, I am, um, either apathetic in worship, not paying attention, or, um, if my prayer life has suffered, things like that are very telling to me. So, um, I would just, yeah, check your spiritual disciplines, how you're doing there. That can be, um, really enlightening and I'm to think of some other just really practical practical things. Uh, check your attitude. <laughs> I mean, and that's not coming from a place of judgment. I promise I had the worst attitude, the worst. I had to go to my pastors and apologize for my attitude. So, um, it's, but it really is something to check. I think just noticing how you are with other people. Um, and then like you're saying, um, watch your patience. Um, if you find yourself, um, either irritable or, feeling very easily frustrated. Um, and that's not usually a part of your personality. That's something to really pay attention to. Yeah. I, I like that you mentioned the spiritual disciplines because that, um, you know, if you, if you're not seeing prayer, that probably means that you're relying too much on your own, uh, works in the situation to begin with. Mm. And if you stop reading the Bible, then you can spot some apathy there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of one of those things where, yeah, the, the Bible isn't supposed to be occasional. It's supposed to be a daily manna for us. And so mm-hmm. if there's that neglect, then it's surely going to lead you to some type of burnout because you're missing the point, I think. Well, yeah. And at that point, you're not getting fed, right? Exactly. Which is, that's why burnout happens because you're pouring out. Like, let's say you're serving all the food, but you're not eating kind of deal. And I mean... <laughs> when you don't have mana, you're not eating anything worth, you know, Yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, and yeah, and that, and that goes back to the, the Mary Martha situation, I think too, because while Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus, Martha's too busy working for Jesus that she misses Jesus. And we tend to do that yeah. ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I think that uh, going and abiding in the word and prayer is a great practical step to avoiding burnout. And watching, like you said, watching your spiritual disciplines is a great point too. Have you been slipping in your reading? Have you been slipping in prayer? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That that was a fantastic point to raise. Oh, thanks. Well, it's just something I saw in my own life. So (laughs) it's kind of embarrassing, but you know, truth. So we, we kind of touched on, I don't want to be too redundant here. Um, how can we better live a more balanced life in general instead of fighting burnout? Because it seems like for the most part, uh, we, we kind of take the preventive mes- measures um, whenever it's too close to home already. Does that make any sense? So, Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this and um, this goes a little bit before the, the idea of a balanced life, but I think part of why we get so burnt out is because we know we're supposed to serve um, we probably have a pretty decent handle on what our skills and abilities are. Um, but skills and abilities are different than spiritual gifts. And, um, I, and this may not be for everybody, but when I'm using my spiritual gifts specifically, I don't find myself being burnt out because I'm fulfilling the call that Jesus ha- has on my life. Um, because spiritual gifts are given by him. Skills, abilities um, are things that you can hone. Um, But I just think that's an important distinction to make because um, when you're feeling yourself getting burnt out, say you are serving in a children's ministry um, and you're just completely burnt out, uh, I would say take a look at your spiritual gifts. And if your spiritual gifts are maybe... um, teaching or exhortation. Um, there are ways to use those gifts that are not in a ministry setting where you're still fulfilling the calling that Jesus has given you. And so, um, I hope I'm making sense, but that's just something that I feel like is important to talk about anytime you touch on burnout, because I think it's a huge reason why we get burnt out. Does that make sense? I think, yeah, I think that's an interesting point. And it kind of goes back to the idea of relying more on what you can do instead of what God's doing through you kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking to uh, have a more balanced life, something where you're not so exhausted, you're not constantly fighting burnout. I would say a really practical way to do that is to be, aware of your spiritual gifts, focus on how you can use those. That may be for a season outside of a ministry setting. Does that make sense? Because then there's not that guilt of I'm not using my gifts. I'm not serving. I'm not doing all of these things that I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. Um, You're still living that out, but in a way that's not as exhausting or, um, you know, not going to burn you out. Yeah. I think the one thing I would add to that is being consistent in taking the rest and taking the Lord's day and resting because Mm -hmm. especially in our culture, we tend to throw that aside as if um, it doesn't really matter. Let's just take that day and go get to work on other projects and we kind of neglect it. Um, And we all do it. Uh, It's kind of a frustrating thing in my own life sometimes Mm -hmm. um, to have that day. But I think that that, uh, the, the Sabbath or for us as Christians, the Lord's day was made for us to rest. And yet we don't take one of the best commandments we have to rest mm-hmm. seriously. And it's kind of, why do we take all the other commandments more seriously than <laughs> the one to rest? That's kind of strange. You know what? That's so true. And I think 
this is just coming to me, but you know, I feel like spouse support is huge in that because, um, and just having a partner in that in general, um, for the day of rest is huge because I remember when I was single, it was a lot easier to, to not pay attention to that commandment. But now that I have somebody holding me accountable, like 24 seven, um, it's a lot, uh, there's a lot more emphasis on upholding that. Yeah. Um, but I would just say, I just, because that's such an easy commandment to, um, forget and not really pay attention to, it's one that I would really focus on getting accountability and support. Um, because I think it's really easy for Christians in general to encourage each other to just work all the time and be productive all the time. Um, and so support in that I think is huge. Yeah, that was, uh, so with, with all this being said, um, is there anything else you would like to add on this topic? Let's see. I feel like I kept interrupting you to add already. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm trying to think. Um, I feel like this, yeah, the spiritual gifts thing I felt like was really important. Um, just because I had so many people come to me and say, but I'm supposed to be doing this. And I was like, well, eh, you know, (laughs) I don't know that you need to be singing for the kingdom right now in this, you know, very month. I don't know that that is the be all end all. Um, I mean, people had to tell me that. So I think that is really key. But, um, other than that, no, I feel like you asked really great questions and, um, I just hope this resonates with people and, there are any specific ways we can be praying for people we've been there so i hope this ministers to them i think uh i I had one additional thought um how how do you think that playing um how do you think boundaries setting up boundaries with people and with um, activities do you think that plays a significant role yeah for sure um in fact, I can't believe we kind of missed that point. Yeah, I just I just kind of realized, I was like, well, that, that seems like a big one, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. Um, and, I mean, I found it really helpful to write down boundaries. Um, I felt like if I just tried to speak them out to people, it didn't really work. I always chickened out or I always fumbled over my words and never actually created any boundaries. Um, so, yeah, I think writing them down really helps just to, like, sit down, look at your schedule for the week and say, I'm doing too much. I'm going to cross this out because I need this many hours to rest because if I don't, this is what's going to happen. Like just really understanding the cause and effect, I think motivates creating boundaries, um, and having those conversations with people. Um, in my experience, people are pretty understanding, uh, with boundaries. Um, trying to think it's also, I think if you're afraid of having a true boundaries conversation, um, I was talking about the cause and effect a second ago. Another route you can go is to really explain the effect of the burnout to somebody. I remember going to one of my um, pastors who I absolutely love, one of the best I've ever had. And I basically told him, look, I'm done. I'm kind of falling apart. This is affecting my relationships. This is affecting my health, everything. I just, I need to go. And he said, please, please stay. I don't want to lose you. (laughs) All of this stuff. And I further explained what was happening, like the effect of the burnout. And he came back a couple of days later and said, Hey, that was actually selfish of me. I'm really sorry. I see it now. Like I get it. And it was because not because I said, Hey, I'm burnt out and I want to be done. But like this, 
is the effect of what's happening because of it. And I think when people hear that, it just resonates more. Um, that, and then the last thing I'll say, cause I'm going on and on about this is just, um, prayer is huge in creating boundaries and figuring out how to have those conversations in how God convicts the hearts of other people. Um, sometimes it's as simple as saying, God, give them a heart to understand or give them eyes to see, you know, yeah. and that's really <laughs> the extent of what you need to be doing. So prayer is of course huge as well, but, um, those are, yeah, those are my thoughts. I mean, what do you think? I think the the only thing, I think that was all fantastic. I think you covered most of it. The The one thing I would say for me personally is be realistic. Um, I tend to uh, schedule out way more saying, oh, yeah, I can handle this. I can do this. And then by the end of the week, I'm like, I'm I'm stupid. What did I, what was I thinking? <laughs> Spe- specific, uh, specifically, I was thinking about that week where I was out doing social things like every week. And by the end of it, I was oh, just yeah. done. I'm just not wired that way. <laughs> So burnt out. Oh yeah. Remember this? Yeah. So, um, I think be realistic with your schedule, what you actually can accomplish, schedule things further apart. Maybe, um, if you can, as much as it's up to you, I think that's the only thing I can really contribute to that. Other than that, you, you cover that really well. Yeah, no, I mean, and you made a really good point because, um, (laughs) in my experience, it's easier to add things to your calendar than it is to take them away. Yes. (laughs) I mean, there, there are just always things going on. You can always add another 30 minutes to a get together, add, you know, 20 minutes to a conversation. (laughs) Um, but it's way more difficult to just flat out cancel on somebody or, um, move things around in your schedule because you overcommitted. So that's a really good point. All right. Well, I think that was an awesome discussion. It was super fun. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, thanks for being back. Um, so that was Kristen, and we're going to go ahead and shut off now. Kristen, if you'll stay on, um, I'd like to thank you, and thank you again. So that was another fantastic conversation with Kristen Carden. It's always a pleasure to have her on, and I hope that was helpful. Um, I know that I thought about some things I didn't think about before, and uh, I think this is an important topic, uh, especially for some of my friends who do ministry Uh and it, it can get kind of overwhelming sometimes, especially whenever you're kind of on a little island. Uh, and so I hope that this is beneficial and it helps. And until next time, God bless you all. And we'll have a, a guest next week, too. Um, and then we'll get back to the theology series, hopefully, uh, part two of pneumatology. And then after that, oh, there's two more Thursdays. Then we'll have... Uh, maybe the tulip episode earlier than I thought, because um, the 28th is right before the the conference in Victoria on the sufficiency of scripture. And after that, we'll have the review of the conference. So we'll kind of keep you up to date on, on the schedules. But right now, you can expect to have another guest episode next week on a, an awesome topic. And thank you again. Have a great, great weekend. <laughs>